Welcome to Now Charleston. I'm Sam Spence. It's Wednesday, February 23rd. You hear that? Just trying out some new tunes here today. Every episode on Now Charleston looks at a handful of headlines and tells you why they're important. It's going to be 80 degrees here in Charleston today. Meanwhile, almost three quarters of the U.S. is below freezing. Charleston's airport is set to grow again. Shovels and Rope has a new album out. And Lindsey Graham on Why Ukraine Matters. After more of this sweet new music, those stories, plus a quick link check to an interview with one of South Carolina's most important photojournalists, starting now. What do you think about that music? I felt like the original sound was just kind of blah. Didn't really do my exciting introductions justice. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I know I've got some rough spots to iron out here, so I'm just fine-tuning things. All right, here we go. You're probably at home today in a comfy t-shirt or without an extra jacket if you're headed to work, but more than 70% of the U.S. mainland will feel freezing temperatures over the next few days. Meanwhile, here in Charleston, it's going to be close to 80 degrees through Friday, according to forecasts from where I sit here recording Tuesday afternoon. Forecasted lows are going to dip down into the high 30s by Tuesday, but we're looking at a mild week here in Charleston. Other cities are feeling whiplash after mild weekends. Rapid City, South Dakota was 53 degrees on Sunday, but was negative 4 on Tuesday afternoon, according to weather.com. Negative 4. You know it's cold when you have to double check to make sure you're not looking at Celsius temperatures. The average high for Charleston is around 60 degrees this time of year. Unseasonably warm temperatures make me a little uneasy staring down climate change from 10 feet above sea level, but I'll take it over unseasonably cold, negative four. Thanks. The Charleston International Airport is about to expand again, with the addition of three temporary boarding gates as the summer and fall travel seasons ramp up. The airport board is expected to approve new temporary gates located off of existing gates, Uh, In March, according to a spokesman, one new gate will be added every month uh, starting in June. Um, The temporary gates are just a stopgap measure, though, until a potential third concourse is constructed, though those plans are still in the preliminary stages. The airport's most recent overhaul in 2016 cost about $200 million. The addition of just a new wing in 2022 dollars could cost just as much, according to Posting Courier reporting late last year. But traffic at the airport is showing no signs of letting up. Passenger numbers went off a cliff in March 2020 and fluctuated during the pandemic, but new stats show January year-over-year passenger numbers have increased by almost 100%, and airport officials say more are on the way. In the past few months, the airport has announced new service or increased service with niche low-cost airliners or regional carriers that add direct flights to unserved cities. Shovels and Rope, the Johns Island-based singer-songwriter couple Michael Trent and Carrie Ann Hurst, have a new album out as of last week. It kind of snuck by me last week. Manticore is the couple's sixth original album. The last was By Blood in 2019. The new album has a handful of familiar-sounding tunes featuring the couple's trademark loud, big-range harmonies, kind of a lo-fi folk metal, I guess. Um, Just made that up. And Manticore's ten songs have some of the duo's typical kind of downcast but insistent, resilient spirit built in. Writing for American songwriter Lee Zimmerman said in his review, It's little surprise that Hearst and Trent have taken this edgy approach given the dread and despair heaped on the world over the course of the past two years. 
with Manicore, they attempt to make some sense of it all. You know, Shovels and Rope also are hosts of the High Water Fest here in North Charleston, and it's back in April for the first time in two years. And High Water schedules were actually announced on Tuesday. The two-day fest will feature 11 bands a day split between a big stage and a small stage out at Riverfront Park on the Cooper River. This year's event headliners include Modest Mouse, My Morning Jacket, and Jack White. Jack White is obviously the main draw, but just looking at the schedule, that Saturday night lineup looks like quite the vibe. Uh, Just taking a look, Bahamas starts out the evening on the side stage, then Modest Mouse, then Camp comes on, and My Morning Jacket finishes off the night with a two-hour set starting at 9 p.m. on the big stage. If you haven't been to High Water, it's it's pretty fun. Uh, Carrie Ann and Michael from Shovels and Rope will pop in and play a few songs with a few artists and play a set of their own toward the end of the day. On Sunday this year, they're the side stage opener for Jack White. I've got links to that review and the High Water schedule and a WBUR uh, interview with Michael and Carrie Ann over at nowcharleston.com, N-O-W-C-H-S.com, and where you can go to listen and buy Manticore. The U.S. and European leaders announced sanctions Tuesday against Russia designed to pressure Russian President Vladimir Putin to dial back early entries, as I sit here recording on Tuesday, into eastern Ukraine, though Putin shows no signs of stepping back. Uh, It doesn't seem like any major world power is interested in engaging directly with Russia over Ukraine, but there's been some almost intentional ambivalence, it seems, about the U.S. role there from some American political figures. Well, from a video posted on Twitter by ETV's Gavin Jackson, U.S. Senator Lindsey Graham laid out the clear case for why he thinks Ukraine matters. If you don't realize that an invasion of Ukraine by Russia will throw the oil and gas markets into disarray, you don't understand the oil and gas economy. If you don't understand that the inflation problems here at home will get worse if Ukraine is destroyed as we know it because they produce so many commodities in the area of corn and wheat. So this idea that Ukraine doesn't matter to our economy and law and order in the world makes no sense. The same Remember, people- Graham does have extensive foreign policy experience and has been hawkish in the past on military action overseas to assert American power, democracy, however he would term it, through military action. Later Tuesday, after his previous statements, Graham tweeted that he thought Biden was not seizing the moment on Ukraine and went on Fox News and said he'd talked to senators who were interested in helping pump more American resources into action in Ukraine, though he didn't specify specifically military action. More to come, obviously, on Ukraine. What do you know about Cecil Williams? Cecil Williams is an Orangeburg photographer who captured some of the most iconic images of the civil rights era, starting as a young teenager shooting for the Orangeburg Times and Democrat, and later for Jet Magazine. Call it instinct or luck or just a photographer's eye, but Cecil Williams has had a knack for being in the right place at the right time to document some critical glimpses into American civil rights history. Williams is almost 85 now, but... About 10 years ago, he gave an oral history interview to the Library of Congress where he talked about an encounter with John F. Kennedy in 1960 as he was almost being kicked out of a press conference as one of the only black photojournalists present. um, Let's take a listen. uh, Just the moment they were putting me out, um, John, Sunday Kennedy and his wife were coming up to to the podium and they stopped them. And uh, he um, came over and we talked a few minutes. He gave me one of his cards 
and um, he asked me about what you know why, why I was there and that kind of thing. And I told him that in my political science class at Claflin, we had discussed um, the fact that he might be a great president if he were to run or he was to announce if he was was to announce. And um, anyway, he um, he after we talked for a few minutes, um, and again here's here's this room full of press. And we're, um, here I am, they're talking with the person that would later become the President of the United States. And anyway, he asked, um, he, he cleared two seats and he told me to sit down um, here. And I sat down by Chet Huntley and David Brinkley, who were on the front row. <laughs> you can and, see um, that whole interview at nowcharleston.com. Fast forward to 2019, Cecil Williams opened the Cecil Williams South Carolina Civil Rights Museum in Orangeburg to exhibit his decades of photos, memorabilia, and other historical items over his career. Now, that museum was built in Williams' former studio. It's a modern, austere-looking building that he designed himself. He was a self-taught architect in addition to being a prodigy photographer. Just a remarkable guy. Anyway, there's a good Q&A and collection of photos by Cecil Williams that was published Tuesday by The Undefeated. You can find that link in the show notes at uh, nowcharleston.com. That's all I've got for you today. If you have feedback for the show, you can always leave a voice message at 843-474-1319 or email sam at nowcharleston.com, N-O-W-C-H-S.com. Uh, and like I said on Monday, I'm going to be doing a Q&A episode soon. So if you have questions about anything in Charleston, anything, Send in those questions. It'll be part mailbag and part trivia. So go ahead and send them in. As always, check nowchs.com for links and notes from today's show. And to make sure you don't miss anything, follow twitter.com slash nowcharleston and instagram.com slash nowcharleston. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back Friday with the next Now Charleston. Now Charleston.